Welcome to College Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey, Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, we are live, and in this episode, we are having an honest discussion about racism. This is a discussion that is much needed right now and has been for quite a while. I hope and pray that this episode spurs on more consideration of how racism is affecting us and how it may be affecting you, and I hope it spurs on more conversations as we seek to honor God by how we love our neighbors, specifically for this discussion our neighbors whose skin color is different than ours because the heart of racism lies a hatred of all things different than quote unquote me. Webster defines racism as prejudice, discrimination, and antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Racism is evil and rejects all things godly and good. And the truth is, if we're not talking about it, what happens with this evil? I don't know all the answers, but I do know it starts with communication and all things communicate. So here we are about to engage in a conversation and I'm grateful. I want to remind listeners that at the conclusion of the podcast, we will be fielding some of the questions that you have. So during the episode, feel free to post your questions here on the Podbean app and we'll field those questions at the conclusion of the episode. In fact, we highly encourage questions being sent in. Questions are what help us facilitate our conversations. Well, I'm grateful, and I'm grateful now uh, to be joined uh, by a guest that I've got so much respect for. Uh, He has been a constant encourager uh, in my life. Uh, He's a graduate of of ATU. He's a faithful husband. He's a graphic designer, one of the most sincere believers that you will ever meet, and I'm so grateful for him now. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome DeAndre Swanigan. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hey, man. Look, man, I really do appreciate you you doing this, DeAndre, man. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Right on, man. Well, we can jump right in, man. I, uh, you know, this is a conversation that I've always enjoyed talking with you about, you know, while you were here at ATU, you know, right. you would always talk with me, and man, we would ask questions, I'd, and, and I, I just learned so much from you, and I always enjoyed that. And so let me just start by asking this question, you know, why, why is it important for us to talk about racism? Well, man, one thing, um, you know, some people don't believe it's, it's real. So, you know, one reason is because it's real Mm. and, um, that's, that's, that's crazy that I would have to just say that. Mm. But another thing, you know, uh, system, systemic racism. Mm. It's definitely uh, real. So, you know, when I think of that, you know, things like the the wealth gap or even employment um, is, you know, part of that. So, like, in, for employment with systemic racism, racism, like, say, like, I have a 50% chance as a Black man uh, to get my resume reviewed, you know, if I don't have a white-sounding name. Mm. You know, it, it, it goes you know, that in depth with it, so, mm. you know, it's important. Man, I love how you talked about just your first point, man, that it's real, because I think, 
man, for a lot um, of people, you know, live as if it's not a thing, right? Like, you know, you'll hear the argument, like, why are we still talking about this? You know, when people do try to talk about it and you hear that argument. And so I think there is a reality to what you're saying that there are people who, who is, is there's no connection to the reality of this thing being real. And so I think you're right, man, a conversation helps bring that to head and help people see like the reality of it. Um, Man, for you, like growing up, what was that like? Like, was it, you know, was that the conversation growing up in your home that, that your folks had with you um, about racism? Was it something that was talked about in the home growing up? I'll say it. It was, it was a conversation. um, You know, I mean, I was also protected, you know, just like many. You know, um, it was, it was, a. I guess you want to call, I would call it the talk number two, you know what I'm mm. saying? The talk number one is the sex talk. And, you know, you got your talk number two in my home. I consider that, you know, uh, you know, I'm black, you know, and there's some things, you know, people look at me a certain way. So I gotta, you know, walk a certain way, you know what I'm saying? In the world. So. Um, so yeah, it was a conversation. Tell, tell me about that. Cause like, I, you know, when you and I talked the other day, you, you know, you had said that and, you know, I thought that was such a great observation you had about, you know, with our purity talk, you know, you're right, man. We asked guys, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. out of a room full of 20 guys, Hey, how many of you, you know, was sex and, uh, and open, you know, was this, you talk about it at home and, and it most every, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a conversation. And then you were like, man, you, you got to realize that racism is the, that's the second, like, that's, that's the talk that every black home is going to have. Um, yeah, man. Um, it's just, you know, you, uh, you gotta, you know, your lens. So I guess I look at it as, um, you know, it, it's a part of my identity, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, the world is, it's just. I guess, you know, fill, filled with darkness, mm. you know what I'm saying? And I guess, I mean, racism is, is one of them. You gotta, you gotta know how to be the flow in the darkness in the world. So that I guess like, there's a rule, there's nothing really to it. Just like, it's just a rule like, Hey, I'm, I'm black and I gotta, I gotta walk a certain way. I gotta do certain things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. I feel like for, you know, I mean, I can speak from me. Of course, my upbringing is a little different, but like we never, we never talked about racism. Right. Right. Like we, um, and I, I, I imagine that for a lot of white homes, like that, that, com- that conversation doesn't happen. Right which right. to me would reveal what you said in point number one, which is it is real. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's real because most black homes are having to have that conversation and white homes are not having to have that conversation. And, you know, I think that, 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 that observation tells me a lot, you know, um, and I'm trying, you know, I've got four little kids now. And uh, so we, we talk about it you know, situations happen in the world or like the other day, you know, right. I think we, we were talking, Drake was watching, uh, remember the Titans. And I love being able to redeem movies like that. And, you know, Drake's seven years old. 
Right. But I do want him to understand that there is a history to our country that unfortunately can, can still plague us today. And, Definitely. you know, I'm trying to take all those moments I have to, to teach him and to show him and, and make the most of that and, and talk about it beyond just watch the movie. Like, yeah, it's a great movie and it's awesome and all that. But we, you know, I've tried to utilize that to, because I want it to be a home where we talk about it. You know, I don't want to be the, in the same way we can be just as passionate talking about purity. You know, I don't want to be silent on that issue as well. Exactly. Um, well, man, let me ask you this just for racism and it, it is a reality. Um, man, how have you seen racism in your life? Uh, or maybe, you know, you can think about like, what was the earliest memory, you know, you're, you, you know, you're talking about it at home. When, when did you realize for you, like, all right, this is a reality, um, sadly still happening. Like when, when do you, or how have you seen it in your life or when's your earliest me memory of it? I guess I'll, I'll say, man, um, I guess I want to say the earliest was, um, if I can say it was reflected in my own culture. Mm. And this is this is crazy so there's this i guess you know it goes back to slavery days you know you're light-skinned and dark-skinned you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. well you know when i was younger i mean i'm i'm light-skinned so i guess in a sense you know i didn't really think about it i'm i'm privileged i have that lens of this privileged light-skinned guy you know mm. but as i got older you know i you know playing football and all that i'm darker but I, I'll say, like, in the military, the kind of transition is when, you know, okay, I was sheltered or whatnot, and, you know, I didn't really get much of it or see it. But in the military, you know, all through the military, but it was really prevalent when I was in, went to basic. So, man, um, you know, so a group of Black men were, you know, we're doing this project over here, and we were told, hey, don't gang up. They call it don't gang up to, so we could separate. Right. But, you know, if you got your, the, of course, your whites or anybody else, which is the majority, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't, I mean, mm -hmm. you don't hear them saying don't gang up. It just, it didn't make sense. You know, mm -hmm. it still didn't you know, make sense. And this is my six years in the military, even after mm -hmm. basic training. Because, you know, basic training is a little more strict, but yeah. it's just like, this is a six years, the same stuff. So that's mm. just to kind of give you an idea. I think, man, I remember um, I grew up in Lithonia, Georgia. And so, you know, there was, I mean, it, it was predominantly black. Like there was only one other white family in the whole neighborhood. So I remember right. I had this unique growing up where I kind of grew up among black culture and when my parents got divorced when I was 10 and we moved to North Georgia, uh, to North face, Georgia, uh, is like, man, you, <laughs> you can't get any more opposite. You know, it's like all white. And I think for me at age 10, I remember my mom still laughs because I came home one day and again, I grew up in Atlanta, like Lithonia, Georgia. And so just, I, and then here I go to North Georgia exact opposite culture. And I, I my mom still laughs. Uh, and I, I came home one day, I said, Mama, you know, I'm like 11 years old. I said, what's her? And she, she laughed. Mm. She's like, honey, I think they're trying to say hair. <laughs> All right, I got you. So it was like, it was a complete shock. But I think, you know, that's kind of a funny thing. But the sad thing is, is I started to realize real quick, like, oh, like some people, 
are not cool with dark skin people like it like the, there's two, a totally separate culture here and there's some some serious racism that goes on and i think that was my earliest reality i didn't see it much growing up uh, right. until until i shifted cultures and moved to it was two distinct cultures and it was so clear for me to see that definitely got my attention um yeah man man how how have you dealt with it man like when you uh, have faced some of that stuff man how have you personally uh, dealt with it in your life man um as as far as dealt dealt with it i mean you just you just kind of you kind of confront things like so if if somebody was like the military situation you mm. know what i'm saying um you know you let them know the, the logic behind it it doesn't make it doesn't make sense mm. you know or something's not necessarily um fair or like it, it just doesn't it ain't even fairness it just doesn't make sense mm. you know what i'm saying there's no logic behind it so it's i just take the opportunity to inform people man and just you know and just pray man um so and that's that's just how i've i've dealt with it so what i hear you saying is like you speak up about it right like exactly. which is fair like i love that like as soon, that's, as, yeah, as soon as it happens yeah yes i love that man yep let some let them know no nah, man i well and you mentioned praying and i know man as you and i have talked about racism before you've referenced you know first john 2 11 often mm-hmm. man man would you mind sharing just a little bit about you know that verse and how it speaks so much to to racism and how you you've seen those observations from god's word right man so you know first john 2 11 talks about um you know if you hate hate your brother and sister you know um basically you know you you're living in darkness and you know um a hate action is a prejudice like motivated action so mm. you know we're we're called to you know not hate but to love one another mm. so you know um if there's some racism going on or you're racist you know that's something that you know that's dark so Mm. with that with that verse you know i relate racism to darkness you know what i'm saying and Mm. everybody knows you know what darkness means so you know you know most of the time we don't we don't fit that Mm. in there but that's that's where it goes you know and if you was to categorize things so no, I'm with you, man. I, you know, I love the heart of scripture and God's word and how the wisdom he speaks to man, just to demolish all this stuff, man. It's, it's such a, it's a sad reality, man. Um, and you know, it is sad that given our history in America, you know, that it still exists, you know, and that's kind of what, you know, you would think like it's only, it was so I mean, it was as as evil as it gets, and you know, it obviously got our attention. We made some change, you know, all that, but yet it still plagues our country. Man, right. why do you think? Why do you think that is, man? Why why is it still something that is killing us? Um, well, like I like I said, um, like that verse with darkness. I mean, uh, darkness is the you know the world. 
Mm. You know, so we 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 gotta we have to be a light. So I mean it's as simple as as simple as that. That's no, why it's, it's, plague, it's still plague. It's just it's darkness. I uh, uh no, that kind of leads me to to the next question about, you know, what can we do? You know, what can I do, you know, to help fight against racism? Um uh, you know, man, is it, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Man, it's it's just man. Be the be the light. Be the light in the world. Just like anything else, and speak boldly. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. stand firm behind uh, talking about racism. You know what I'm saying? It's real. And talking about you know anything else. You know that lines up with the with the word. Mm-hmm. And just being the light. You know what we we can do or you can do or white, black, Hispanic, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's be a light, you know what I'm saying? And, um, that's, that's it. Like, it's my, inter- no, it's good, man. It's interesting. You say that there was a, uh, we went to the convention one year and there was a preacher, uh, man, he was from I think Mississippi, but he, uh, man, he was so, powerful he's he was speaking about racism and he he basically at the end he said you know i'm i'm committed to say nothing other than what the lord jesus already said and he talked about he talked about exactly what you just said he's like look we we for far too long you know jesus says you you are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world Mm. and he just made an observation saying and it was so good man he's like at, at the end of the day like it's too dark and ain't nothing salty. He's like, it's time to turn on the lights and pass the salt. That's what he said. That's right. what he said. And that was so good. Right. It was it was so good. And uh, man, it's to bring light and salt. And I thought, man, how powerful is that? You know, you you got, I mean, Jesus, the master teacher, um, yeah. who, man, all the things he taught us apply to this conversation in a very real and tangible way. Um, right. and when you, when you do that, I feel like even how you said you've dealt with it, it when you want to be light, light, sometimes me light exposes darkness. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. and so I love how you said in those moments where you were in a situation where you knew racism was taking place, you know, to be willing to say something, truth and love, right? Like I, I got to expose yeah. this. And I think sometimes we shy away from that because it's, it's a, it's a conflicting moment. We know it, there's tension there. So we wonder like, oh man. Is it okay to say this? Well, you know, you got two options. So what, what is boldness? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What are we going to do? Are we going to be passive or are we going to be? And the truth is, you know, it's there's so many areas of our life. I feel like we're this just the enemy winning when we're so passive and we refrain from standing on truth and from bringing light. Cause it, I think we assume that it's going to be an easy thing to do. Right. Like no, um, it's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I imagine those moments where you were dealing with like, man, no, and I, I think, uh, I think that's good, man. Well, you know what? Let me ask you this: What is one thing you would like for um, people to consider? Maybe even you know, if you're talking about two distinct cultures of of black culture, white culture, you know, what what about the white culture would you love for people to consider more when it comes to racism? So. Um... I have a friend and other people who would say, you know, uh, to those that, you know, they don't want to, ha- doesn't want to have anything to do with it. You know, that's not their fight. 
Mm. But you know, like I said, you know, we're we're called uh, to make disciples of all nations. You know, so we got this mm. darkness in the world, and we're supposed to be the light. So you know, my friend said uh, a wise friend. Now my friend told me that uh, just because you aren't actively partaking in racism doesn't mean that you aren't helping. You know what I'm saying? So if, mm. if you're not turning on the light in certain places, then it's just going to be dark and it's mm. going to continue to happen. So if you're not actively, you know, fighting and being, once again, being bold, um, then, you know, you, you, you're just... You just as you it's you're just as bad as you know, uh people who are partaking in racism. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think that's how the gospel impacts this discussion, right? Like, you know, I think um Jesus and obviously believers given the Holy Spirit, you know, he's there to guide us and lead us, remind us of the truth, like those truths that you shared with us. Um, yeah. to give us the the boldness to stand up and mm-hmm. and to get involved and to take part in it um, and bring in light in the ways we can. I, I saw a cool article the other day, I think since we last talked, I wanted to share, yeah. tell, tell me what you think of these four things. I thought it was good. I, it might've been from a, I don't know if it was Christianity Today or what, but, uh, and I, I give credit who wrote it. I just, I didn't, I just screenshotted the four. They said, here are four things you can practically do, which I thought these were, these were good. You tell me what you think it says. Uh, here's four things. Speak courageously against injustice. Find public ways to advocate for change. Influence those in your circle and take a stand as a church. And he wrote a little bit, but what do you think about those four you. things? No, I, I think it's great. It's it's kind of uh, like a conclusion of what where we were talking about. Mm. Um, simply, you know, that second thing you're saying, just talking, talking about it, mm. you know what I'm saying? If you're not, you know, doing anything, and that means if you're not talking about it, then you're not doing anything, you know, actively, um, working this, you cutting on that light. And, mm. um, man, it's, it just, it's a conclusion. I just, I think it's, it's great. Mm. Well, man, I know, you know, it's not something that's easily solved, but I love to hear you talk about it and to, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated, right? Like, is it a complex issue that, 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 that requires lots? Yeah, for sure. I I get that. But I, I think that it's not complicated, right? Like, because man, what do we do? Well, we, we pay attention Right. And we speak life. We, 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 we light and salt, salt and light, salt of the earth, light of the world. And we've yeah. got to be willing to do those things. And I think, you know, just listening, you talk about is it, like, you got a two practical things I'm thinking of, like you, and I think we keep hitting on it. You know, the conversation has to be taken place. And as those conversations are taking place, we're paying attention to the world. We're paying attention to our spheres of influence, uh, to our family, to our friends, to our coworkers. And when you're mindful, when that's in your, you just kind of are, are keenly aware and, and the Holy spirit, because you're having the conversation, because he's helping you see areas of darkness, like, Oh, that right there was a comment of racism, <laughs> you know, and, and you, and the Holy spirit is giving you discernment to help you know that. And now it's like, you got two options. Like, what are you going to do? Right. right. And, 
So, you know, I, I, I love to hear from you, like, no, nah, you know, we got to be willing to, to speak to that. And, and, and that's a good thing for us to do. Um, man, that's awesome. Yeah. DeAndre, man, do you have any other closing thoughts just as we kind of wrap up the episode, man? Um, I guess kind of like you, I, um, I, I found a quote and I just screenshotted it. Nice. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't give credit where credit's due. You just got to type That's it right. in. It, 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 yeah. That's right. You know, the, the guy was, uh, he quote, you know, this is the quote. So it was basically his response uh, for, you know, racism is real. So he was saying, you know, this is a reality. And while it's not our fault, you know, he's talking, you know, everybody on both sides, black and white, it's our problem. Mm. So, you know, uh, he said it's equally our problem and therefore our responsibility. He said that is a message that the church must be, uh, hear, you know, heard saying. So mm. we have a we have a responsibility, man, to basically, once again, be the light in the world. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's, it's that simple. Uh, we, we make, we make a lot of things <laughs> pretty hard, hmm. but that's it. That's it. I mean, in that, I think he nailed it with that quote. Like, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's like, if it, if some, here's the reality, man, it, it, this is how the gospel it, it impacts me in this discussion and, and many things and absolutely this the enemy would love for us to take the approach and the thought process of, Hey, I don't see the impact of that in my life. So I don't have to worry about it. Right. Mm. That that's, that's yeah. literally the epitome of just man, the opposite of Philippians two, three, and four, right? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of right. you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. The problem is there's too many people walk around looking out for their own interest only. I mean, that's the mm. reality. And when it comes to racism, there's a lot of people, if it's not impacted them, it's like, I'm good. But they forgot Philippians 2, 3, and 4. It's like the goal was never for you to look out for your own interest only. The goal has always exactly. been, according to Jesus, you look out for other people's interest. That's the heart of it, man. But we we don't know how to do that. Well, and, we're selfish people, yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, when you learn, when you pray and you go to verses like that and you ask God, God, will you give me a teachable heart to – help me look out for others' interest. Now all of a sudden racism is relevant. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you're white and it's not effect, affecting you very much and you're like, well, it's not, my, well, hold up. You start paying attention. You're like, hold up, man, this is okay. This this matters. This is important. It's affecting people around, the people I love. And I, I'm not, I wasn't paying attention before. Now I'm seeing it. And yeah, so I yeah. think, go ahead. I was going to add, you know, you know, you said white, but I just want to, you know, make sure people understand even in the black community, there's people who think the same way, mm. you know, it may be a, a smaller percentage, but yeah, uh, they, they think the same way. So, well, and you're right. I mean, it goes, that's, world, a, that's another conversation, but true, <laughs> true that. And it, and it, yeah, well, and I think you see it play, you see it all across the globe. You know, I had the chance to, um, you know, I've been in some different countries. You you see that. Um, you know, I know even for we've had some man when all the Middle East stuff went down. You've seen people treat 
um, Middle Easterns here at school, like some serious oh, yeah. racism stuff. Me like, come on, man. This is, it's just thought it's the, anyway, pity me of evil, man. But I love what you're saying, man. We got to spread light and we got to, it starts with us and then it goes from there. Um, and so we got to yeah. take personal responsibility. And I appreciate that challenge that you, you gave us and helped us see today. Well, hey, DeAndre and I had the privilege to tackle a few questions following the podcast. And so I want to encourage you, if you're interested, keep listening. And we're going to dive into those and talk about them and also a few other things as well. We enjoyed our time together. Hope you enjoy. God bless everyone. What was the uh, C.S. Lewis like he wrote? Didn't he, wasn't he the one that wrote like screw tape letters or something? And it was like from the devil oh, writing yeah. a letter kind of thing. You remember you yeah, hearing about yeah. that? I, I didn't read it. One of my friends had that. So the, I never read it either, but I, it sounded like a cool was, idea, you know? Was, <laughs> I think they said it's a hard, it's a hard read. Yeah, I could see that. Well, this guy wrote it kind of on racism and he was writing kind of like, the enemy saying, look, here's how you can strategize against them. And it's really fascinating. Oh, wow. Well, you know, yeah, when I was, you know, thinking about the questions, I mean, with darkness, you know, it it comes in all kind of ways, mm-hmm. you know, so racism is a t- it's just a tool to, yep. uh, to do that. This says, uh, so I guess it's like him writing to a, um, I think it was him writing to like a, uh, uh, what am I trying to think of, man? Like a, who's the, are you there? You there, DeAndre? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, I just heard something weird. Oh, I think it's him writing to a, uh, okay. He, it's, uh, man, why, why am I drawing a blank? Like, uh, who's the, who's the devil's got, um, like we got angels, but what's the devil got? Why am I drawing a blank right there? With demons? Yeah, thank you. I think it's him right. Thank you. <laughs> he think it's him right. He's writing to a demon. So check this out. He said, while while Kurt's getting his question together, check this out. He said, uh, he's got it up. Oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You got it. No, go ahead. This is interesting. Right. You got to right. continue. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. It says, uh, now again, it's Satan writing to a demon. This is really fascinating to to think about. Uh, your charge recently awakened to the enemy. Uh, so basically, if he's talking about the enemy, then he's talking about God, right? So uh, discovered so-called new life, which we know to be a grotesque death. No doubt your patient already thinks of many old things as worn and unpalatable and has discovered new activities like singing and praying to the enemy with others. The enemy poisons his mind with talk of unity. No doubt the subject believes he is, quote-unquote, one of them. But there lurks in him something old, a waiting opportunity to take control. Become familiar with this old man. You may seduce your subject to abandon the enemy's new humanity. Let him think of his of only his own people. And when he does think of others, make him feel discomfort with them. Make the old man already feel alienated. Exploit that. Make him proud of who he was, blind to who he is, and ignorant of what he may become. Um, coax him into assigning negative meaning to group differences. It doesn't matter if the meaning is "quote unquote" true, as these wretched images, uh, as these wretches imagine truth. As long as differences come to mean "quote unquote" other, better yet, "quote unquote" inferior, you can cause him to forget the enemy's work altogether. This is very easy, especially since he'll never want to think of himself as harboring real prejudice. Convince your wayward patient that all of this is natural. 
Ah, then you have him. Then he'll resist the adversary's work to make him one of the quote-unquote others. He'll even defend this resistance as a good thing, since he will blame the enemy for making him that way. You see, pride of belonging not to the enemy but to the old self will keep him from fully becoming one with the enemy's people. Strife and alienation are tools that we have with great effort since uh, basically the Grand Rebellion in the Garden. With these, you may keep the enemy's followers separated, accusing, suspecting, blaming, hating, resenting, and even attacking one another for a lifetime. Train your subject by unexamined assumptions until these delicious responses become reflexive and instinctive. The enemy supposes to bring himself glory by unifying these vagabonds. He thinks he achieved this, that in repugnant trick at the hill on the, of the skull, but you may expose the falsehood of that trick by fostering just a little race hatred. Your master, Legion. That was a uh, Tabiti Anwabile. Right. Okay. That was pretty interesting, though, man. I, I, you know, getting that different perspective of, I mean, you know, we get in the scriptures the the enemy, your devil enemy, roars around uh, like a lion seeking whom he can devour, and it's interesting yeah. to see like how he does that, and that was a kind of an interesting read for me to think about that. Yeah, and that, right, that's so, what I was that's what I was thinking all mm. when I was saying darkness, but hey, we got two questions. You still right, don't see awesome. It? Let's do it. All right. Um one is so he said this is Kurt. So how should we as people go about double standards when it comes to people of the same race group? Like for instance, I definitely feel like people with within the black community are racist towards other black people. So how do we as people of another race go about that. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's one of those. It's, it's, <laughs> I gotta see what to say. It's a good question. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, and I guess it's a question for, for me. Let's see. Man, like I was saying with the um, light skin, dark skin, I guess I guess I'll use that as an example. You know what I'm saying? Like my first kind of, you know, experience with racism. Um, it, it, I mean, it's rooted in slavery days. So I mean, like, how do you fight? I mean. That's a hard one. Because, mm. like, so, hey, as, like, a white man, if you see two blacks, most of the time what I've seen is now you're going to get, it's going to get turned on you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like like a, if like if he tries to enter in the conversation. Yeah, even if he, even if he may, may be, you know, right or know what he's talking about. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to get, that's a tough one. That would be in that would that would be an interesting question to, mm. for me to ask some people that you know capable of a, a, answering that question. Mm. I'm gonna do that, and maybe you know you can get that answer to them. Yeah, but yeah, I'll do that. Absolutely, one. that's a good question. I mean, if I mean, if you was to say the opposite, though, mm. you know, I mean, we're making it a black thing, but like, well vice versa like what do you do if you see in the white community 
Mm. You know, like, how do you even answer it? Like, I'm thinking of it in that way. Like, how do we even answer that question, even on that side, if we're, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you, like, yeah, what would it look like for DeAndre to walk up and be like, look, guys, you know, I see what's going on here. This is not helpful. Right. Yeah, right. It's yeah. it almost, it'd probably be the same, you know, outcome. It's mm. like I said, you know, Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah and yeah that's tough i do know that i i'm and this is kurt i thought of this man i don't know if this helps but i remember um you know i think it depends on what type of relationship you have with those mm-hmm. you know yeah. it, are it, it, are these strangers are these friends um because of his friends you know, I, I was talking to Greg one time and he, he gave me some real good wisdom. He's like, man, I, if when it comes, sometimes when it comes to conversations that I feel like I need to have, Holy Spirit's leave me to have, I don't just walk up to that person just straight up be like, Hey, this is what I feel like I need to say. Like, cause he's like, that usually doesn't go so well. And then he said this, I thought this was so wise. He said, I start praying that God will tee it up for me. Like, mm. as if like, God, if you want me to say something in this situation, I need you to, I need you to make it abundantly clear. Like I'm talking about, it's just sitting on the tee. You just like, this is perfect. I, I, and, and he said, God will do that sometimes. And I thought that was so wise, man. And DeAndre, I don't know what you think about that, but I feel like that's oh, no, good that's stuff, great. man. That's, that's it's like, you're like, you see a situation. All right, man, I want to, I want to be light, but hold up. Am I, can I do, you know, well, pray. Okay, God you know, think about your relationship with them. And obviously if it's people, you know, your friends, you're going to see them again. And maybe, maybe you see the one who was kind of doing something and you can ask him about it, but God will tee it up. He might ask you, but maybe a, you know, and it's just, and you'll just know like, all right, this is God answering that prayer. And that that's a cool thing practically you can do. And maybe, maybe it was never meant to say anything. Maybe, maybe God knew it wasn't ever going to like what DeAndre is, you know, what is the result? Maybe God knew like, Hey, this ain't the place for it. Um, but yeah, he can, you know, he, mom, you're right. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, yeah, my mom. I mean, I'm honestly, personally, I'm, I'm with situations. I'm, I'm learning. You know, my mom tell me, you know, if the Lord didn't put that on your heart, <laughs> don't, you know, don't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't say it. But kind of like you were saying. Mm. So I guess you know, sometimes. I mean, everything's gonna, you know, everything works for the good. So if that, you know, if it ain't in the will of the Lord, you know, it wasn't meant, it wasn't meant for you to say anything. So like, I guess, like you said, especially if it was, if it's just, if it's strangers, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm yeah. feeling like most of the time, maybe that's a no go. Cause yeah. what you're going to get is, <laughs> it's just going to blow it up even more and they you're going to get attacked or whatnot. So well, yeah. you still do not see the questions. No, no. What's the second one? Okay, who's this? Uh, um, Amolu, Amolu? Yeah, that's the Abigail. Abigail Moller. Abigail, okay. Moller. Gotcha. Um, if we want to talk about someone's experience with racism or uh, persecution with them, what is a, a polite and sincere way of going about that? Mm. So if we want to talk about someone's experience with racism... Mm. Like, how do you, how do you engage? Like, how do you get them to talk about that? Is that what she's mm. asking? Yeah. Is that basically how okay. to, Let me, a can, polite or sincere way of going about that? I got something in my mind, but I want to let you speak to it first. 
<laughs> man, uh, I think when you talked about, you know, I, we had this. Usually, you know, when like you said, when you're when you're friends, or I guess like if you're in a certain position, like you said, it's a, it's a right time mm. to talk about things and a right transition to you know end up bringing it up. Mm. Um, and I guess the answer towards the polite is not polite to just dive in it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? One thing. Um, you got to make a certain relationship, I guess. Mm. I don't, I don't necessarily know what they look like, but I know there's got to be a certain relationship to kind of lead towards that. And it Mm. can be the early stages of building a relationship. Mm. You got to know how to know when that kid is. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm kind of natural at making friends or talking to people and Mm. moving towards the the deeper conversations, but I know uh, for some people, they can't, they can't do that. It's just kind of natural for me. It's a little hard to explain, but I just, it's a transition. Somebody say a key word, my mind just kind of triggers and say, okay, let's go ahead and ask that, Mm. you know, but after that, if that passes, you don't ask, you know, you, you missed that window of opportunity Mm. uh, to talk where it is polite or that time to actually bring it up Mm. and oh you know what like so if things happen something you don't want to do if something happened on the news i i wouldn't go to your your i'm talking like (laughs) don't go don't go to your your nearest black friend and say hey what do you think about this situation (laughs) so you know black blackface happened at Arkansas Tech, mm. uh, Arkansas Tech, you know, a couple, you know, years ago when I was in yep. school, the first thing I heard was, hey, man, what do you think? I didn't mm. know anything of it. Honestly, I didn't know what blackface was. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I had to inform myself mm. and then say, oh, okay, that's what that is. And then inform others who, uh, you know, ask. Mm. So, uh, but you, you never, it's really, that's not a polite way just because your friend is black, just to boom, just because that's the hot topic. Mm. Most of the time, that's that's a, not a polite way mm. to uh, to start it. If somebody bring bring it up, of course, it's a perfect time. They brought it up, yeah. <clears throat> you know? So go ahead. Yeah. I'm sure you got something. No, man, I, <clears throat> that's good stuff, man. I think you're right. Uh, the relationship that you have with someone, and I feel like, Man, it, you know, we, we talking to our leadership about body language. You're like, like they say that, and I think this is true. I, I think the stat was like 80%. I, the majority of our communication is nonverbal, right? So even in our conversation right now, the, the tone and inflection of how we use our words, even though we can't be there together, that matters, right? Like, it's not just that I'm saying words, it's how I'm saying them, that that means something. Right. And then face to face, now you add in eye contact, body language, all this stuff, and I think that, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like once you establish a relationship with someone, like if you're a learner and you sincerely want to learn, like, hey, listen, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot because, you know, I'm concerned. I know it's real. Um, I'm I, like, how have you seen this in your life? You know, is this is rate have you is racism like how have you seen that impact you? You know, would you mind right, sharing yeah. with that? Because I'm because I, I want to know. Like that's coming in. 
the intention is I want to learn. I care about you. I care about this situation. I want to help bring light to it. I don't know what to do. So I, I just kind of want to talk about it. I think, I feel like that would be well received. Now you tell me if I'm wrong. I, I mean, again, you can't just walk up to a straight stranger, but if you, if you've met someone, you, I don't, I don't feel like, I mean, I, I would feel completely comfortable walking up to someone I met, you know, and we've had a conversation and me just kind of turn the corner on that go regard. Cause it's something, again, if I'm communicating, I'm going to let them know this is something I'm not asking because I'm trying to, I just sincerely want to learn because I want to help bring light to this situation. Do you think that's, gotcha. a, is that good advice or no? Man, it, a lot of things depend on the situation. True, true, right? true. Um, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it depends. I mean, when I guess what I'm saying is it depends on that, uh, mm. that relationship, man. Uh, most of the time, uh, so, you know, I did, you know, I'm going back to school. I learned a whole lot in school. Mm. Yeah, Elite Academy, where we talked about a lot of things, you know, pretty in depth you know we talked about our lens you know i'm black big black guy my age you know what i'm saying in relation to you know a big white guy you know if we both you know walk on walk into the store and that you know and we walk past this woman you know what i'm saying she's gonna kind of judge or kind of you know have you know you've got that stereotype mm -hmm. of man this person's big i mean he's capable of hurting somebody mm. um so i don't know like in situations i mean the reasoning i guess i'll wrap wrap it up with uh the reason you know in this this uh training i guess i'll call it uh lead academy at tech was we 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 did these things to learn about one another and see mm. our similarities and i mean when you work with it was basically we we learned about one another then we actually on the uh, third phase we did a project we actually worked so as if we're working in the community and we actually have a relationship with people you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. so yeah i mean when you so if people at your job uh people you know your family and your friends that you're interact interacting with are the people you can have those conversations with mm. and i mean um, my actually my professor is on. She uh she got a comment. You don't see him, so I'll I'll read it. She said, "Okay, this is about Kirk's question. Um, it would be easier to call someone out in your own race than to call someone out in another race. I mm. probably won't hesitate if it were two people from my race. Miss Lynn is um white, by the way. Mm. Um, but with people of another race, I would think twice because I would." I would wonder if there was something culturally I was not understanding. Mm. So that's good. I mean, that's, yeah, that's good. Wise, mm. wise lady there. I miss mm. her. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, even, even outside of the, you know, the whole culture thing calling out. So if you, I feel like if you, I guess, if you had that relationship or that working relationship, family, friend relationship, um, though, those are, you have those indicators to end up having that kind of conversation. Mm. 
and even yeah. even um you know what even like podcasts so even see how people are even asking questions mm-hmm. so even people talking about it on social media just you know um just asking a question mm-hmm. or just getting people thoughts and kind of staring up the question yeah like now you know miss lynn is on here i'm thinking about art you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so with art you know you have this so if i made this so i have a drawing with a guy you know it's pretty graphic you know uh, it's about you know suicide mm. but if somebody see that they're gonna end up talking about so su- you know suicide mm. so it's just i feel like like in relation to that look now i'm thinking on another low here so you don't it doesn't necessarily have to be art but it can simply just be a word or a question mm. you know what i'm saying to kind of bring it up if you're yeah. not in a certain relationship with somebody mm. so like gotcha. on, like on social media or anything you just kind of got to be creative yep that's good by the way i checked that i I checked out your portfolio by the way i saw that picture you're talking about dude you got some skill man yeah the graphic yeah yeah (laughs) man i'm i'm about to have to put in a a a a quote for a new logo for the podcast like all right man how much it's uh hey man i'm gonna i ain't gonna say on here i'm gonna give you a deal but yeah (laughs) Just My you know, man. just text me. <laughs> <I'll> t- <laughs> no, uh, no, I give all first customers um, uh, a good deal, man, and I work right. with people. All right, so cool. yeah, you just okay. Just let me we'll know. talk. All right, uh, well, man, I appreciate it, man. Do we have any more questions? No more you questions. That's okay. it, man. Uh, okay. This is good. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank and thank you all for your questions. Um, thank you for, for throwing those in there. That was, that was good discussion. And Deandre, man, I, I appreciate you so much, my friend, and just thankful for you, bro. And, uh, man, I'm always happy to learn from you. So. Yes, sir. Same here, man. Um, thank you.